0: Folks at home, folks at home, welcome back to the Classic. We are here doing another episode of Ike Live with Pat Renwick, Ginger Ninja, pulling the strings behind the scenes. Uh, our boy Ike is smashing them still. Is he still in the lead? He, I think Wiggins. They're Looks uh, like they're
1: virtually tied by an ounce. Virtually
0: announced. tied. It's right. right there. Well, Mike's got a lot of room to grow. Look at the Ikerish.
1: <laughs> we need the luck of the but,
0: Ikerish. But, uh, you know, we have another great guest. We have Garrett pocket with us yeah. how are you man i'm good man thank uh, you for having me elite series rookie that's right um getting it done out there on tour man is it uh is it intimidating are you having a blast how's it been <laughs> a
1: little bit of both uh, i don't want to i don't want to say intimidating i mean it's it's still fishing mm-hmm. obviously you know it's it's the same process i've i've done my whole life of catching five fish in eight hours it's, it's still the same but there's definitely a lot more distractions when you get to this level. You're dealing with media, you know, the cameras. Obviously, the the competition level is higher. I mean, the average guy is going to catch them better than, yeah, you know, yeah. what I've experienced in the past. But... It's been a goal of mine, you know, since I was a young kid watching it on ESPN, so to finally be here, it's, uh, you know, truly an honor. It's amazing. Yeah, you
0: got to deal with uh, four-time classic champions catching two nine-pounders on the last day to win tournaments.
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's a bit
0: of a handful. <laughs> it is, it is. It, yeah,
1: it's been uh, a really cool start to the season, you know, to have Rick Clone win at uh, yeah. St. John's the way he did, and then, uh, you know, we went right back to Lanier, one of the best spotted bass fisheries in the world. It's It's been an unbelievable start, and... Uh, you know the rest of the season. I think it's gonna be just as special.
0: Yeah. Well, you've you said you've been doing this a long time. Uh, you you look like you're pretty young. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What's a long time for you? <laughs> I'm, I'm 20. I'm 24 right now. I'm 24 right now. Started been fi- at this forever. <laughs> started fishing yeah. tournaments
1: when I was 16, and okay. uh, that is a but you know <laughs> you know grew up really fishing since the day I could hold a rod. Where you where'd you grow up? I grew up in Michigan, right outside of Detroit, Kent, oh, Michigan. Oh,
0: northern gotcha. guy. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome, man. Nor a smallmouth guy. Well, you know, we don't get as much fishing time as the guys down south, so it's pretty impressive you've been able to get to this level.
1: Yeah, man, thanks. Uh, It is. um, You know, we have really good smallmouth fisheries back home, obviously. I'm within 30 minutes of Lake St. Clair. Yes, sir. But what people don't know about my area is we have a ton of good largemouth fisheries, too, a lot of small reservoirs, little, like, natural lakes, and Mm -hmm. I really tried to focus on that when i was younger just so when i come down south it's not as big of a shock to me as as to someone that only fishes smallmouth from my area coming down here right right
0: Right. i I got that was my biggest hurdle we don't have any reservoirs in jersey new york anything like the southern reservoirs and uh, right it still throws me for a loop uh doing that so it's it's amazing like i watch what kevin does and ike and the guys from the north that have been successful it's uh it's hard to do yeah it's
1: and I, I think they, you know, obviously they've been doing it for so long, but it's still an experience thing. I mean, I, I can prepare for what I can, but you still go to a lake with blue bag herring or these lakes with big gizzard shad. There's, it's always kind of an uphill battle for me, mm-hmm. but um, that's part of it. You know, when they come up north, they have to deal with it as well, so you just got to do what you can and work hard at it. Yeah,
0: well, you're doing pretty good. You, uh, You qualified to get in through the Easterns. Was that your first year? No. Attempting to qualify?
1: No, it wasn't. That was my third year, actually. Okay. The, the first Three two years. times I... Uh, and
0: that's still strong.
1: Yeah, I had it almost made until the last day of the last tournament, and I mm-hmm. fell apart on both of them. So to finally get it oh. in uh, last year, it was uh, pretty special.
0: Yeah, I bet it was. What? Tell me about last year, how... How was qualifying? Uh, I know I fished Champlain, mm-hmm. I fished that derby, but I didn't fish the other tournaments. Where, where were you fishing last? The first year?
1: tournament was at Tahoe in Florida in February. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished fifth there.
0: Wow! Thro- nice.
1: Throwing a uh, really just throwing a swim jig on one stretch of Kissimmee grass, just kind of found one of those magical deals and just went up and down at the whole tournament. And, and you've probably done that at home a few times. Yeah, too, definitely. So exactly, I <laughs> felt I felt right at home for that one, which is what I try to do when I go to these places. That I try to match what I can to what we have back home. So, Toho, we finished 5th, and then I uh, went to Lake Norman in April, I believe, and uh, right, yep. finished 5th again, actually. Are you kidding So, yeah. Me? Wow. Um, you're you're going to notice a pattern with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was throwing a little... That's uh, exceptional. Yeah. That was throwing a little swim bait out deep, almost like smallmouth fishing, but I was mm-hmm. catching all spotted bass, but they'd set up on a structure the exact same way, mm-hmm. Um you know, kind of isolated. It was an isolated brush pile on a deep flat, which is exactly what a smallmouth would do. But textbook. they normally they normally do it with boulders instead right. of brush. So how
0: how deep were you fishing
1: it? I was Norman? fishing 20 to 25 foot, which oh, which that's was deep. Uh, for yeah, a lot deeper. Most guys were fishing. I th- I felt like I was fishing for fish that had spawned earlier in the year. My fish were all bigger, and if you went into like the eight to 10 foot zone, mm-hmm. um, there was just a pile of fish, but all the fish weighed like a pound and a half to two pounds. It's so just I, like St. Yeah. Clair finding yeah. them in those depths. it, it is changes. It, it was so i i think you know a large majority of fish had just gotten off the beds that's what most guys caught i found the fish that had spawned even earlier they were already out deeper they were they were fatter than the rest of the population wow
0: well that's so where norman then was champlain then, then
1: champlain was next yeah okay fifth again No, not fifth again. (laughs) 23rd. 23rd there. Uh, I had had, had a really bad uh, first day. I was down in the hundreds, and then um, I was fortunate to go out and catch 21 pounds of smallies day two and jump to 23rd. You know, it's
0: hard. I mean, there's big smallmouth on Champlain, but honestly, it's hard to break 20 pounds with smallmouth.
1: It is, yeah. I, I had a dream day. I mean, it just, like. Every drop you made, it was a four-pounder. It was, a four pounder. It was yeah. by far my best day out there for smallmouth. I had—I intended to fish largemouth that tournament, and you probably remember that Wednesday before we had a super heavy wind. Yeah, yeah. And it actually seemed like it uprooted the bottom or moved the slime around. Yeah. And the weed beds I was fishing were completely covered in slime and algae, and the fish had just vacated, or they weren't biting one of the two.
0: So, same, same difference at the scale. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, so then, day two, I just said, you know, forget the largemouth. We're going out for smallies, and you know, caught them pretty good. Wow.
0: Uh, you know, can you uh, give us the waypoints? Latin launch. Uh,
1: <laughs> if you go yeah, to the ramp, you take a down. left, yeah. a couple miles down, you'll find yeah.
0: it. Were now you, he's sandbagging. Were, were you, were you, were you, were, did you go real deep that time of and year? I was deep. Uh, I, I was deep.
1: I was um thirty thirty-five foot. Wow.
0: You're not scared of that, are yeah. you?
1: No. I uh I spent a lot of time graphing. And, you know, there was, a, there was a pattern in the rocks out there. Champlain has a lot of bluff rock, I call it, where it's war- real uh, squared off, you know. Yep. And if you could find those underwater bluffs where they'd stop, there'd be a series of round boulders. And it was that rock transition that was real key. So if you guys are going to Champlain, you know, look for the rock yeah. rock transition from squared bluff rock to... To circular boulders. Wow. And it's very small, very isolated, but there's usually one or two big ones per spot that you could find. It just took a long time trying to find them. I bet it did. Let me make
0: an observation here. Answer this for me, Pete. You're you're how old? Twenty five. Twenty four. Twenty four. When you were twenty four, were you this smart about bass fishing? Uh, no. How I was mean, this, happening? The, to com- <laughs> how is this happening? To be that calm. How was this even happening? Bass University <laughs> is how this is happening. Exactly. The, uh, the, Thank you. You know that kind of uh, fishing, that kind of depth. Uh, is highly unusual. Uh, I, I honestly, it, I can only think of one tournament that I fished when I was younger that that was deeper than 10 feet. Mm-hmm. You know, once just the we, knowledge. Once we got spewing. below, once we once we get below 10 feet, we're like, there's no fish. You get scared. Exactly. Yeah. You know, wasting my time. You know, but you you seem to be very confident in that zone.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I think it's just a lot about the technology in the sport now. Yeah. You know, the the, the advancement, in the fish finders, and, yeah. the, and the mapping. You 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 can really you really don't have to fish unless you're seeing the fish once you yeah. go offshore. So that's kind of my thing. It's, all, it's mind
0: all, blown. You, yeah. just, you drive around until
1: you see them, and then and then you fish for them. But it's definitely uh, it's still very time consuming.
0: That's pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> Driving Playing around, video see them, Why did I think of that? <laughs> we yeah. were watching the flasher yeah. go like this. But yeah. Yeah. I think that's a fish. No, it's a brush. No, it's a fish. No, it's a brush. <laughs> well, Champlain was fun. Um, it was. You know that. For me, it was it was a fun tournament, but I, it's so big that I I I actually i I had a tree that I could get a bite on every time I threw in there. It was so loaded with largemouth. Oh my god! Really? I never made a cast at it during the tournament. The magic tree. It was a magic tree, but <laughs> I, I never did because I the ones I caught at practice were only two pounders, and I'm I, I'm mm-hmm. I couldn't. It was so far away, so you can't run around. It's just so big, right? You know, and it
1: was rough that tournament too. Yeah. At least
0: on day one. Well, you you did an amazing adjustment. You had a 23rd play, place finish. Are you leading the points at this stage of the game? I was leading.
1: You know, I was actually leading coming into Champlain, and I dropped a third at, uh, after Champlain. Wow. They, Bobby Lane and Brandon Lester—they just—they were machines. So <laughs> yeah.
0: they really were. They were. Yep. You know, Bobby. I fished next to Bobby Lane at Champlain, and he put the beat yeah. down on me uh, in that tournament. He caught him way better He's than I did in the there. same area. But uh, that's. A, a 23rd – in a 200-man field, you finished 23rd and dropped.
1: Yeah. That, that's was, unbelievable
0: how tough the competition I, is. It, it was. So, so what's the last derby?
1: Last one was Douglas, okay. right, right down the road here in uh, September. Yep. And that was another fifth-place finish.
0: <laughs> another – there's the pattern again. <laughs> there's the pattern. <laughs> Three top ten finishes. Man, that's an amazing and year. I, and
1: I stayed in third place. Wow. Those guys no? – yep. Those guys both made the top ten, so –
0: Holy it was uh,
1: it, it was a lot of fun, you know, competing with him like that. I yeah. it, it might go down as a record setting year as far as points go. I yeah. mean, our top five, like we had John Cox and Wesley Strader in there as yeah. well. And it just I mean, everybody caught him so good, it was, you know, kinda inspiring. You just wanted to go out and keep working harder because you knew that they were gonna catch him. So right. it was it was a ton of fun that turn that series. That's
0: awesome. Do you uh when you do these tournaments, do you spend like uh a lot of time practicing. Do you spend a little time? What's your strategy in practice?
1: Um, I'd say, you know, in the mid-range there, yeah. I uh, just because of my inexperience down south and not really seeing a lot, I do. I might put in more time than some guys, but definitely I don't want to go crazy with it, but. Yeah. I'll come and do you know usually like four full days of practice. Uh, if it's if it's the it's Florida not that much. If it's the Florida tournament, yeah. like we went down there for a week because yeah. it's better than sitting in you know negative, <laughs> negative temperatures. <laughs> and, I, I, and I haven't casted in two months, <laughs> yeah. so it's nice to get down there and kind of warm up. Yeah, yeah man. Man. but uh, I spent a lot of time like. If I can figure something out in practice where I feel okay, mm-hmm. I will spend a lot of time just kind of driving around the lakes and and almost looking for stuff for future tournaments because I know all these places we usually go back and back and back. Wow, so
0: that's good. Dog. I try ahead.
1: I try to uh, you know plan ahead for when we do. Do you
0: stay after the tournament?
1: I normally don't. No, no. Usually yeah. by the time you're so burnt, so spent, you're just like I want to get out of here. Yeah, but I
0: know it. I know it. I I I'd love to. I always think, you know, that's the move is to stay after the event and continue to practice and, and develop yeah, what it, you missed and that kind of stuff, it, but it's it's it hard is. to do.
1: Yeah, but this year, um, because of the elites, and I fish the Opens as well again, um, we had a week after the first Florida Open, yeah. and I didn't do very well in it, but I stayed the week after, and we, we kind of you know saw how the guys were catching them and going out and trying to do it, and I learned probably more that week in fishing than I ever had in my life, so right. it is very beneficial if if you can stay after the tournament to go out and... You know, see yeah. what you did wrong.
0: Absolutely. Go back well, to work. Yeah, That's right. W- well, w- speaking of work, are you working, or do you have full time gig? It's, or? it's
1: this, it's fishing. Um, I I do guide on Saint Clair okay. in the summers. Obviously, it's not a full time thing with our winter. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, once once this ice thaws, we'll be we'll be guiding out there.
0: Yep. Is My it true that the guy, and I don't know his name, but he does the theme song for the John Gillespie show. You know what I'm talking about? He fishes St. Clair all the time.
1: I'm He's a, a musician. Yeah, ro- did he, rock song probably. Something. Maybe. Did, did
0: he catch a nine pounder? Uh,
1: is that real? Well,
0: on St. Clair.
1: On his Facebook, it was nine pounds. Okay. <laughs> but I I have not seen it on a scale, and I that's I'll just leave it at the. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest one you've ever seen on St. Clair? Um, me personally, my biggest on St. Clair is like six and a quarter. It's not. Uh, we actually have bigger small within our northern northern Michigan lakes. Is that right? St. Clair is more, and, and there's giants in there, don't get me wrong, like there's a handful of sixes caught each year. But um, it's more of just known for three to five pounders. Yeah. Just just the sheer volume of. I that. can
0: catch them there, and I'm an awful smallmouth. Yeah. <laughs> it's a,
1: it's a phenomenal place. Yeah. It
0: is fun. It's one of my favorite places. Anybody that's ever fished there mm-hmm. loves it. You know, except for the only problem is the big waves.
1: Yeah, it does the get boats rough. Boats
0: from the damn pleasure boats.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You almost you almost pray for rain in the uh, <laughs> on the weekends. Otherwise, yeah. there's gonna be so many 40 to yeah. 70 foot boats running up and down you. Well,
0: you know what, what I, I I love to do there is I love to fish largemouth up there uh just because nobody messes with you exactly right, right. You know, yeah it's, it's just so much fun going it to is. the canals and usually go and
1: catch 40 to 60 a day you know yeah. like doing whatever you want just flipping all the pilings yeah <laughs> exactly but uh unfortunately that's that's fun and,
0: until you weigh in <laughs> 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 so what did what did you do before you started fishing full-time
1: um i kind of i mean i was real fortunate to have a supportive family so i was fishing i was fishing i was guiding guiding a lot more yeah. than i can now just because of my tournament uh Yep. Season, But really, yeah, guiding. I worked a couple odd-end jobs in the winter. Like last or two winters ago, I was collecting or uh, repoing cable boxes. Ah. Which was. Uh, <laughs> wow. T- you was, working for Scott? Sounds yeah, dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Working for him. It, it, it looked dangerous, too. It actually wasn't too bad. But it was. Uh, when you're repoing cable boxes, it's. It's a different environment. Wow! Oh so.
0: uh, yeah. But, yeah <laughs> you just walked not, into a few things. Didn't yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> you
1: did. You did. So <laughs> not fast fishing either. Yep. Nope. <laughs> no. Um, it was. Uh,
0: Shout out to Scott Dobson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, interesting.
0: Lake, Lake, Lake St. Clair stud. Yeah, he was
1: right the best best fisherman out there by far. Yeah. So.
0: But yeah, just tried to you know do what we could to make it here. Uh, and now, so now, uh, man, you qualified for uh, the elite. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to come up with some cash. Yeah. I,
1: yeah, for, ha, ha, I mean, did
0: you, ask, did you ask Scott first or, um? <laughs> I did, but believe it or not, and
1: this might come as a shock to you, he's kind of stingy,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: I haven't heard that about
0: Scott, <laughs> now we know,
1: yeah, no, I, uh you know, fortunately with the open success, and I actually fished the Costas as well, and, and had a pretty good season there, yeah. Um, I had the money to do it, mm-hmm. where I could just, I mean, it was an all-in thing, and. It was about all that I had, but I, I you know, took a gamble and at right. least I can pay for my season this year off of my winnings from last year and okay. I've gotten some help this year from sponsors, which is awesome. Yeah. But I if if I'm gonna do it, I'm I'm gonna, you know, go all in and
0: That's what's so the only way go way to for do it. it, yeah. That's the only way to compete at that level it is, is yeah. to go all in. So uh so be, you you dumped it and then now you're getting some sponsorship. I see you're wearing an ADCO hat. Yep. Go hat. <laughs> uh they came on board i guess they did yeah i
1: was working with them for a little bit last year and um you know it was really cool they stepped up awesome uh became They're- my title sponsor obviously uh grand point marina back home they put me in a, in a nitro for this year nitro mercury awesome so i have a boat to run which that was kind of always my issue before i was always running used boats and you know, they're super beat up and <laughs> always have an issue. So it, it's really cool this year to have a, have a fresh boat that's, <laughs> that's operating. You're not yeah. dealing with something yeah. every week. Something's breaking. When
0: you turn the key, it actually turns on. Yes. It eases <laughs> your that's, mind a little It bit. does. Yeah, that's, it does. That's important.
1: Just just being able to focus on fishing, you know, that that's a, that's a big deal. And if you're going to do that at this level, you have to be.
0: Yeah, for sure. So now we're off on the the elite trail. How, how's it going? First two tournaments under your belt? How you went to Florida. Uh, yeah. You went. You were fifth last time. How things go this year?
1: Nah, I wasn't fifth this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I finished uh, close to seventieth. It okay. was it was really tough, and it was kind of interesting because it was a really we've had really cold weather down there. And the fishing was super tough on the St. John's River leading up to the event. And I was actually one of the guys that had a good practice, or at least, you know, verbally said that. I had kind of found where the fish were staging outside of the areas where those guys really caught them. Yeah. And I was catching a few in practice, you know, four to nine pounders, had some really good bites, shook some fish off. And we had a couple uh, days in the 80s, and those fish pushed shallow. And I've never seen a move of fish like that, and I was not prepared for it. so instead of following them to the bank like i should have and fished those reeds where all those guys smashed you know Mm -hmm. 30 pounds i started running around trying to kind of do what i was doing and you know instead of or getting to some canals and fish like that and i I just couldn't make it happen um but that was a great learning experience i mean i usually when fish move like that there's always a percentage of fish that either stay out or you know don't go to the bank but in florida that is not the case when they go do not do not they stop.
0: Go. go right to the bank. That's man. right. Yeah, I, I've seen it before myself. The uh, but I I am anxious to hear about Lake Lanier because you've you've exhibited some prowess in mm-hmm. fishing in that deep water. Yeah, uh,
1: Lake Lake Lanier was a little better, and I was really excited because I went there in December and looked mm-hmm. at it, and I caught them actually exactly how I caught them in Norman doing the swim bait thing out deep. That's what won it. Yeah. Yep. That's what won it. Um. And I, I actually never found that pattern again. It was more of I was fishing vertically, just, just uh, you know, dropping a small worm down to him on, uh, like, a Domeki rig head. Yeah, that dang thing. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, day one, I was, like, mid-pack. I was sitting, like, 40th, I think, with 13 and a half. And then I caught a pretty good bag on day two and moved up to eighth.
0: Oh, wow. So,
1: uh, you know, we had we were on Bassmaster Live, which was cool. That was a first yep. for me. And then uh, awesome. really really stumbled on day three and only brought in two. and fell back down to 33rd I think.
0: You're you're already in the payday though. Yeah,
1: I was yeah. And and that changed some things, you know. Yeah. You could you could stick with take things longer chances. than you would yeah. take some chances when you're guaranteed, you yeah. know, 7500 bucks. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's what I did, but I'm not uh usually I'm someone that kind of starts slow in tournament and then moves up throughout mm-hmm. the tournament. And this year I've kind of gone the opposite way, which it is not is not sitting well. I think every tournament I've actually regressed my standings. So
0: well, you, I'm sure you're going to get the ship righted. You've exhibited uh, some strong fishing mm-hmm. capabilities, and I know we're going to see it in the next couple of tournaments. And uh, and uh, we're going to I'm going to go back and see if I can find the uh, live uh, uh, from the third day on Lake Lanier, so I can check it he out. He did good. They yeah. did great. Man.
1: There's just not a lot of footage on there. I knew it, it's kind of frustrating or not frustrating, but nerve-wracking when they're. When they're on you and they're like, we're going to go to live. You in 30 seconds, you know, recap your day. And then 15 seconds later, they're like, all right, you know, scratch that. We're not going to you. So <laughs> that, that's when you know guys are catching them and you you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, Garrett. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> even
0: even worse when uh, they take the cameraman out of your boat. Yeah. That's no <laughs> fun either. But uh, It's a pleasure yeah, having you. Thank it was you for good having, having me, Just you. luck. You're a smart thank guy, man. You. You. That's awesome. Absolutely. Good luck with the rest of the season thank out you. on the Leets. We'll look to see you in the Classic next yeah. year. I was in it this year. <laughs> You fished it. Yeah. F- <laughs> Where's my notes Scratch on it. that? Uh, we'll, uh, Congratulations, we'll discuss <laughs> We'll discuss your first party. Uh next time. This is Pete Kluzek for Ike Live. Fat screwing runner. it all up. See you later. We'll see you guys.